0: This is the Freestyle
1: Way. Alright, my friends, welcome back to another episode of the Freestyle Way podcast. And in today's episode, we have my friend Diane Fu, who is someone that I met in 2008 when we were coaches at San Francisco CrossFit. And when I met Diane, she was transitioning from mainstream fitness to to more of the CrossFit-style fitness that was uh, rising at that time. And as we were uh, getting to know each other and uh, starting to coach and uh, learn how to take our craft to the next level, Diane got bit by the weightlifting bug and went down the rabbit hole of Olympic weightlifting where she started to train as an athlete and eventually she made her entire professional career as a coach based off of weightlifting. The one thing though that set her aside was uh, how she was using the barbell as uh, an anchor for a fitness program. So she wasn't solely weightlifting, but she was using weightlifting as her main foundation for her physical practice and what she taught her clients and athletes. And at that time, in 2008-2009, CrossFit was starting to blow up, and we were in this melting pot that was San Francisco CrossFit, which was founded by Kelly Starrett and his wife, Juliet Starrett, and at the time, they were really all about taking what CrossFit was doing to a whole nother level. Kelly was doing it through his physical therapy practice. Uh, Juliet was coming in as a lawyer and helping run the business and they were growing a team and it was this really open source uh, platform that allowed us to all share what we knew in a way that we could uh, distill it into better coaching in the classes And uh, for some of us, for myself and uh, someone like Diane, we also took it outside of the gym where we uh, opened up our own little companies and started our own little methodologies and brands that eventually started to explode as well and allowed us to travel all around the world and for diane what happened was she uh got so much traction in weightlifting specifically for the crossfit community that she became somewhat of a celebrity uh or a web celebrity, if you want to call it that and uh she gained a, a nice following Uh, had a great presence on social media and was really a reference within the functional fitness space. And it was that three-year period between 2010 and 2013 where it just blew up and Diane was traveling all around the world teaching her workshops and seminars and uh, she founded her own company called Food Barbell and she would run her physical practice at San Francisco CrossFit and then the brand extended globally through her online platform and as uh, Diane was growing her personal business at home, she was also uh, building a family. She uh, was getting married and having... more well, working on having kids. And eventually had a daughter with... Uh, Her then wife. And now, fast forward to the present day, what we've seen over the last two years is that Diane has shifted gears. She went from being in the spotlight, a reference when it came to weightlifting within the CrossFit community and functional fitness industry to now being more private. And if you have been following her for years, you know that she transitioned from being public online to now uh, not posting much on her public page, but she does have her private page. And what she's done with her business is she's transitioned her whole business over to uh Uh, being localized here in San Francisco where we both live and she still runs it out of San Francisco CrossFit it's still called Food Barbell but that's where it stays it's contained there and she only limits her travel to uh, pleasure and fun and once in a while to teach a workshop. And that's something we discuss in this episode, uh, how she chooses to do that and what that really means to her. And for someone like Diane, who has gone from finding a lot of success in her business, in the craft of coaching, to now scaling back in the eyes of some, in reality, what she's done is she's scaled up, she's leveled up. And that's what this conversation is all about. This is about uh, talking about how someone went from publicly seeming to be doing really well to encountering some pretty big struggles and now uh, being in a place where although she is not known publicly for her work, locally she's affecting huge change and has shifted the dedication of her practice to uh, relationships. She's gone from weightlifting to now becoming a student of relationships. And in the conversation that you will hear in the following hour, is us sitting at Diane's kitchen table talking about where she's been, where she's at right now, what is she doing, and what has she learned from being a student of relationships. And that's what this episode is about. It's a very intimate, uh, deep dive into who is Diane, what is she doing, and what does she care about? And it seems like relationships is the anchor for that. And I hope you guys enjoy this. So for the next hour, here is Diane (laughs) Fu. Oh my God. (laughs) I love that. It's, oh man.
0: It, I don't even know. Okay, great. Here. It just I don't even know what you said and I'm posting it. Okay. It doesn't it's it doesn't done. matter
1: what I said. It doesn't matter. As <laughs> l- as long as we as long as we're looking good and we're 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 on it here. Always. I think I think we're good. Um so I'm going to have to get you a little bit closer to the mic. Okay. And um yeah, I guess we're we're just going to get started. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Uh, are you ready for round two?
0: I'm so ready for round two.
1: So for those listening, uh, we, did, we did an episode. Uh, it was a great episode. It was amazing. Riveting. Yeah. A riveting yeah. conversation.
0: Are they going to get to hear pieces of it at all?
1: I think they may be able to hear pieces of it, but uh, they, they won't hear it because we had uh, some serious technical uh, sound difficulty. So oh. we're re-recording this.
0: Okay, so we got We got to give it all back.
1: Yeah. All right. Here we go. <laughs> exactly. What did we say? Um, anyways, uh, y- you you were, you were showing me this game. Mm. Oh God. And I, I was like, well, maybe I should start with some of the questions that are in this game. So this game is called. Uh, what's it called?
0: I think that's the company that's on the side there. So Girls? Maybe, let's let's give the context of the game. as I you know I spend a lot of time on my personal instagram creating content for my friends and i get maybe 60 to 80 views (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) and like maybe 40 to 60 likes depending on the photo if it's extra cute and it's a holiday then i'll get up to like almost 80
1: yeah views and likes are the most uh, valuable currency yeah uh,
0: you can see that i track this because I'm very aware
1: <laughs> Are you really? Are you looking at it?
0: I mean, you notice I, I've been doing this game for so long You you can't not not notice
1: Is that what the topic of the conversation is going to be maybe
0: today? Mm, maybe, I don't know Who knows? Mm, Anyways,
1: who knows. we're we're going to get into this um, Yeah, tell us about this game that you were showing me just so, a second ago
0: it came across my feed as an ad I've been spending the last, you know, three years now of my life um, Really kind of doing some work I think people would see it as personal growth and uh, because Instagram and Facebook and all those other larger platforms track you really well, they put things in front of you uh, that they think you'll like. And so this game came across my feet and I was like, oh, this is interesting. You know, bring a game to a party and you sit around and ask each other questions and, you know, get to know people on a deeper level. And so I purchased it thinking it was a great idea and it arrived and I opened it and I started reading the questions and I'm like, oh, this is a terrible idea. No one's going to want to sit in a circle and do this.
1: Have you tried it yet?
0: Well, no, not with people. But then what I decided to do was I would play with myself. And <laughs> that... Can we scrub that? Does that scrub nope, nope, out nope. of the podcast? No, that's in. And so um, what I'll do every night is I'll, I'll randomly pick three cards okay. and lay it out in front of me. And I'll answer the three cards for myself. And I'm one step shy slash short of doing a post on my personal stories where I post the three cards and I pick one and I answer it publicly, quote, publicly to my friends and invite people to pick one and answer to me. And I'm one step short of that, that, but that's been at the tip of my mind. This is how much I think about content for my personal.
1: (laughs) That's interesting. So we're going to talk about this later, but you have a private (laughs) account, not a public account. You used to have a public account. Uh, now you have a private account. I
0: have both, but one's not very active.
1: Yeah, last time you posted was November of 2017. I checked.
0: (laughs) Okay, it's been a few years. Yeah, so
1: can can we, well, might as well just go public right now. Let's test three questions that are in this game right now. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Okay, here, let's start with an easy one. What will be on the pictures you take in this up and coming year?
0: It will be more photos of my daughter, Alex. Um, doing all the things that we do together. It will be photos of Hugo. It will be photos of... It will be selfies of me getting a six-pack, finally. Um, and it will be photos of my travel.
1: That's Places awesome. I go. So are you planning on traveling this year?
0: Um, I have a trip lined up currently uh, to Vietnam in April. And hopefully that'll leave me a little bit of spaciousness for some other trips later in the year, but I haven't quite gotten that far. I'm I'm marking my life in hundred day metrics. Oh,
1: nice. I am too
0: hundred days? Really? Yeah, I like
1: that. I I just started this year. I was like, okay, a hundred days. What does that look like? exactly. Let me go for that. Uh, It's kind of like when you become president, right? What does your first hundred day look like? I've been
0: been doing that for the last 200, so I'm coming up on my third 100-day marker.
1: We're becoming presidents of our own lives.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Isn't that like extreme ownership? It
0: is extreme ownership. I like that.
1: Although the president doesn't have ownership.
0: Mm, That is correct.
1: Something to think about. Anyways... Mm. Here's the second question. I like, I like what you said there. Um, the second question is, if you look in retrospect, which moment would you like to uh, relive the most?
0: Mm. <laughs> so <clears throat> that would be from today to basically last January of 2018. What moment would I like to relive the most? Um... I mean it can it can go
1: all the way to your childhood if you want. It doesn't have to be past year.
0: No, I I'd like to stick with this game.
1: Okay, you like you you I wanna like this you, game. you wanna be on the game. Okay, I go be for on it. The
0: game. Um Yeah, just there's a lot of ways I can go. Do I go do I go surface and say something sweet about all the moments I'd love to relive with my daughter? Do I go vulnerable and say something personal?
1: Whatever feels right.
0: Um I would say that I would love to relive the moment where I finally understood what it meant to choose love.
1: I like that. As your dog is walking behind you and still...
0: Yeah, can you hear his nails like clicking on the floor? Yeah, yeah, and licking his balls still. (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Oh, well, that's amazing, Diane. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, Should we go to the third question? Yeah. And then get into all these things? Let's do it. What was your biggest mistake?
0: Oh, so my biggest mistake in 2018 was... um, How do I lean into that question? Um, Is not... Taking the time to reflect on experiences that I've had, um, where I can really integrate the lessons, and trying to move forward so quickly in a way that you that I overlooked um, really important, maybe signals because I was eager to. I was eager to get to the next step, right? And so one of the lessons I learned from that was when you feel like you should put your foot on the gas pedal, um, sometimes really what's more valuable is to take it off and pull back a little bit and give mm. yourself some spacious, spaciousness.
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's a good segue into some of the thoughts that I had leading into this conversation, which is... Back in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, uh, you and I were working together at San Francisco CrossFit, and mm-hmm. at that time, things were coming our way so quickly. It was uh, it was a crazy time, and we both had our foot on the gas pedal, full throttle. Mm-hmm. And uh, you you made a name for yourself within the fitness CrossFit space mm-hmm. uh, for teaching weightlifting and uh, gained a following, uh, and uh, you started teaching. St- You started teaching seminars all around the world. Right. Um, And now, uh, like I said earlier, you haven't posted on your public page since November of 2017. Why did you take the foot off of the gas pedal? Or did you not do that, but maybe started uh, throttling somewhere else?
0: Um, Yes to both. Uh, So what happened was back in, you know, around 2016, I went through a pretty major life change. Uh, My ex-wife and I, uh, well, now ex-wife, ended up separating. And that was enough of a shift or more than enough of a shift to really uh, inspire me to sit back and be like, Holy shit! What the fuck happened? Uh, you don't get married to have a kid uh, to then suddenly find yourself in your you know mid thirties at the peak of your career, you know, starting all over again. So, what I had decided to do, or you know, another way of saying it is, I, I feel like my hand was really forced to take a step back and reevaluate what my priorities were. Um, and take a look at, you know, what are the holes in my life? You know, why didn't this, this wasn't planned. Why did it work out this way? And with that came, you know, a, the decision to maybe pull back professionally for a minute uh, to evaluate what's going on. And then the intention was always to lean back in and step into my career again. And that It's been three years and it just hasn't happened. Uh, And what I would say with that is uh, what's come around is that I've grown uh, kind of a different, my value system has changed where I am happy with what I've done. Uh, professionally with Foo Barbell, um, I'm still part of the coaching staff at San Francisco CrossFit, and now I have been in the last three years really kind of growing and refining myself internally so that I can have the best relationship possible with friends, family, and most importantly, my daughter.
1: Mm-hmm. So would you would you say that when when you said? Um that you realized that there were some holes in your life. What what were those holes?
0: Mm. So what I realized was um, where I put a lot of my uh, attention, where I placed a lot of my my personal value. I attached it to success professionally. You know, uh, what did my brand look like? Um, how many likes did I get (laughs) on today's post? Um, you know, stories wasn't a thing back then, but, uh, likes was uh, creating content, um, having people recognize you for your accomplishment. And that's not to diminish the, you know, the success of people in that area or even myself. But what I didn't realize was that, you know, looking, Looking back, I didn't quite have the skills or tools that I do now um, to be able to keep my family life uh, kind of in a stasis that allowed us to be able to weather all the responsibility that came with developing Foo Barbell and a brand and really trying to grow a business and make it out there and then have a child on top of that.
1: Yeah, that's a lot. I, and I can I can relate. I can totally relate. But there are people out there that do it. So what are the tools that you've had to develop now, or that you're working on developing that you believe maybe those who are able to uh, have a family and at the same time start a business have that? Um, yeah, have you been able to recognize that or crystallize that?
0: Uh, Um, yeah, I can. Let's just see if I can find the language for it. Um, so the tools that I I feel like I've developed over the last three years is just a greater awareness of me, of you, of things that happen around, um, patterns that you, you, belief systems that you live by, I live by, uh, what are my values, what are my priorities, um you know what i th- think is important is my priority is it really based on the actions i've taken in the last 72 hours like i can tell you these are things are important to me but what am i really doing and having enough awareness to tease all of that apart or having as much as i can in this moment of my life to tease that apart and then being able to hold it all in a space where i can look at all these different parts and be like okay how are they relating to each other how are they relating to me um i didn't have that spaciousness before so, i didn't even know it existed
1: so, so what was it like
0: before you just it was i would say it would be like um, it'd be like it's kind of like it's almost like you're 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 sleepwalking you know you're you're in your life but you're not quite aware of your life. You're just kind of living your life and reacting to the things around you and doing things that you think you should be doing and, you know, um, like attaching or grasping or accepting, you know, the the reinforcement you get, you know, the obvious reinforcement that you get, things that are more tangible, that are of more real world. Um, and uh, once kind of you develop the ability to have a little more, you know, awareness of what's happening in your world. Suddenly you go from being just someone that's in it to someone that's actually um, slightly above it and viewing it from different perspectives.
1: Mm-hmm. Now that's, that's, that's an interesting way of looking at it. I mean, so it was kind of like you would you would go to work uh, show up, sure. coach your your, yeah. your hourly clients, coach your classes. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: when you had seminars, you would travel, do yeah. the seminars, mm-hmm. post on Instagram, get your likes, get your vid- video views yeah. up, um, make your money, yeah, and that's it.
0: Yeah, you you lived your life. I mean, it, from from a surface level, it doesn't look really much different. I mean, some of the pieces are different, the players are different. Um, it doesn't look different, but. Internally, it feels completely different, you know.
1: Yeah, so that's a, that's an interesting piece for me. So when when you talk about feeling, um, do do you remember a moment where you realized that what you were experiencing outside in the world, the quote unquote success, versus what you were experiencing inside, didn't really match?
0: I don't know if there's a moment where it was just like, aha! Uh-huh. I think everything's been very gradual and as you as we sit here in conversation I'm able to reflect on it uh as much as I can as quickly as I can as these questions are coming at me but um I can reflect on it and be like oh this is how it felt back then versus this is how it feels now but it's not something I sit there and necessarily turn over daily but now that I'm you're asking me I'm like yeah it feels completely different and so you know, it's one of those ideas where we, we really, life is kind of, you know, lived in retrospect. Like, I really don't know how this moment's going to impact me until a little bit later.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, The reason I ask you this is because already uh, there have been a lot of people reaching out to me uh, about uh, asking people the question of how, how do they know when things weren't going in the right direction? Like how, how did your guests know when they weren't going in the right direction? And I've shared my personal story about uh, what I've felt in the past. And I wonder if, if you had the ability to define that. Or was it more moments? Were there moments where you were just like, WTF? What is this?
0: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Do you have any
1: memories like that?
0: Um, absolutely. Um, I feel for me... You know, uh, kind of my biggest lesson or my, my biggest journey. Um, I had my birth chart read at some point. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why are you laughing?
0: Because I feel like sometimes I sound ridiculous when I say these things out loud. It doesn't matter.
1: Whatever. Who cares? So you got your birth birth chart.
0: I got my birth chart read, and um, you know, uh, so depending on kind of where you. Subscribe to in terms of, you know, the, the, the meaning of the astrology where the stars and everything is placed when you're born. Apparently in my past life, um, I worked really hard on uh, career and professionalism and, you know, I was able to then carry that into this life and have a lot of success in that area. Um, apparently my work in this life is relationships. And so, um, and this woman that was reading this all to me uh, did not have context or history or you know whatever it is that is going on in my personal life. So I'm just sitting there, and you know what I find with uh, things like birth charts and tarot cards and God, I don't know how I sound. Um, it, it, sounds, who cares? Sounds how you, amazing. Look, who cares? I'm this is how I see it.
1: Who, who cares how you sound?
0: So uh, as. This is what you've experienced. This is exactly what I've experienced. And so as these, um, as I, you know, you kind of work with these different uh, practices, you know, what what I found is a lot of it is very, it's not, oh my God, I never knew this. What it is, is like, oh, it validates a lot of things that you weren't quite sure of that maybe you were feeling inside. And so the one thing that, you know, this validated for me, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. My work in this lifetime is my relationships. Um, first and foremost, my relationship with myself. And then that will extend to relationship with others. Right. And um, if you can do me a favor and just repeat that last question you asked.
1: Well, I don't really know what the last question was, but basically is what, what I was wondering was, uh, do you do you have any vivid... Memories of moments Where you realize WTF What is going on right now I'm doing so much work All the numbers seem to be going in the right direction But I don't feel Like I'm going With those numbers right now Yeah
0: absolutely So that's what brought me to my uh, Tangent of relationships It's like every time I've had a very important relationship Intimate relationship uh, End on me It it kind of it really it put the lens up where I'm like okay like what has happened what happened here right and that has for me been my biggest I feel struggle in my young adult life moving into my adult life is like like everything I've, I've done the work I've gotten the success you know I You know, I have the American average and the kid and the dog and the car and the house and the career. And I've got an amazing network of friends and people around me. And then here's this one piece that I just can't quite figure out. So vividly, every time um, I go through one of these transitions, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, what's going on?
1: that's hugo the dog and he's fine (laughs) he's not just licking his genitalia or walking around (laughs) or eating the food off of the ground he's alive yeah and uh he looks kind of sad does he also need to work on his relationships he
0: he does (laughs) you know what he has been my longest standing relationship that's amazing 10 years 10 years um He's a, you know, for those listening, he's an English bulldog, and their average is like eight. So he's already two years past his average, and he's very healthy, and we've been best buds since he was four months old.
1: He's so cute. He's really cute. He's very special. Anyways, please go on. So, yes, uh, relationships.
0: And I see... All the closest people around me, yourself included with your wife and, you know, Kelly and Juliet Starrett and everyone that I hold very dear to me um, have these like very long, you know, solid, stable, uh, re- you know, intimate relationships. And I'm like, what am I missing? You know, and that's that was the questions like, w- what are the holes? What's missing? Because something something's not. I feel like I'm doing everything the right way. And, uh, you know, my markers on paper all tell me I'm doing the right thing, but something's not clicking. And so that inspired me the last three years to really take a deeper look at what's going on.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, I would like to challenge that a little bit. So I think if we got a little bit more specific, mm-hmm. uh, are you referring to uh, intimate relationships? Because you have great relationships with your friends, with your daughter, even with your ex-wife,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, with uh, your coworkers, workers with uh, Kelly and Juliet, who are technically uh, your bosses at San mm-hmm. Francisco CrossFit. You have great relationships, and you have an, a great ability to develop relationships. Mm-hmm. So is it, is it intimate relationships we're talking about?
0: So when I, when I think intimate, I mean a relationship with your primary partner, with your primary person
1: mm-hmm, yeah that's yeah. interesting so um there's something about monogamy maybe
0: mm-hmm.
1: there that uh is, is that something that are we are we wired to be monogamous?
0: Well, I don't know if I've explored that topic um with people in terms of like are we monogamous because you can read resources that's that argue you know we're not meant to etc etc but for me I'm, you know i believe in monogamy absolutely
1: yeah i mean i'm in, I'm in a monogamous relationship although some people think i'm in a pol- polygamous uh, relationship <laughs> with because when they see tenai and tonight's 20 <laughs> years old it almost looks like she's the same age as us so people get confused they're she, like, like oh are you polygamous no uh no monogamous but
0: that's my daughter (laughs) yeah
1: there you go uh yeah so I I was just wondering if, if if that was maybe a thing that you've ever thought about and I know that's maybe out there but um
0: yeah no I mean in terms of entertaining that topic I've entertained it on like a just like a more of an intellectual level as in terms of like curiosity I know, for me, uh, to move outside the relationship dynamic of monogamy would kick up a lot of attachment issues.
1: <laughs> there you go. So, so figure out first one, and then uh, yeah. two, and then three. Yeah, That's exactly. it, even a thing. Okay, cool. So, uh, I don't want it to feel like we're off topic or anything, but relationships is the thing that you're working on, and mm-hmm. and one of the. Uh, reasons I wanted to start this podcast was because I know that people are perceived from a distance uh, to be a certain way Mm -hmm. and labeled as uh, certain things. Uh, It's easy to stereotype and say, Diane Fu, uh, the Asian chick with tattoos that teaches weightlifting. Basically, that's how... Uh, the greater community uh, uh, see you. Right? Okay. When I say the greater community is, uh, is beyond your circle of friends and coworkers and clients. Mm-hmm. But uh, clearly, that's not it. That's not you're not working on weightlifting.
0: N- not for the last three years. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. You're working on... You're working on... In, se-
0: in fact, my my numbers have like very rapidly declined over the years.
1: And You mean your numbers in terms of weightlifting? <laughs> Does that matter to you?
0: No, not at all.
1: Okay. So you don't care? No, not at all. Okay. Because a lot of people, I think, who listen to this do care. They care mm-hmm. about uh, lifting more. They care about mm-hmm. going faster, going further, making more Absolutely. money, and being the best. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. I want to make a lot of money. Yeah. I want to do great things. Sounds exciting. <laughs> I want to be known for being awesome. Uh, totally. That's uh, my ego wants that mm-hmm. for sure. But that's not what I'm working on. And it seems like you're not working on that either. You're working on something else. And I'm just wondering was so seeing, did you, did you ever tell me what the moment was when you realized? Uh, that things weren't going in the right direction. Do you, do you um, have that? Did I, we get we, to that point? Yeah.
0: So, so the touch point on that was every time I had a uh, a transition in an important relationship.
1: Okay. So it was the transitions.
0: It was the transitions. Transitions can be a little turbulent.
1: For sure, I agree. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so what have you learned? Um, gosh, that's uh, that's really that's really. It's a big question. Um, so, what? Let's let's list three main things I've learned uh, from each transition. Is that you need to have awareness on what your beliefs and your value systems are. If you're if you don't know what your beliefs are, you don't know what your value systems are. It's really difficult to um, try to see if you align. With the person that you're trying to come into relationship with,
1: cool. So awareness is number one. Awareness is yeah. one. Awareness for yourself and for uh, your partner. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Or as much as you can, you know, try not to play on the other person's side of the fence too much. Um, I agree. <laughs> number two is just like understanding what your needs are. You know, do you know what your needs are? Do you know? Do you have an awareness of like? You know, we we all we all have. We all have the same basic needs, and then we all have needs that come with our styles of attachment with a primary partner. Do you know what they are? You know, um, if you do know what they are, is this is this need a non-negotiable? Um, where if this person cannot meet them, then you need to thank them and move on. Right. So understanding what your non negotiables and what your needs are. If it's a need that cannot be met, can you get it resourced elsewhere? Right. And is that okay? Right. So just kind of really teasing apart that. And that one's a big one that I would say is still constantly evolving because that takes a lot of reflection and understanding of self. Um, The third one I would say is just. uh, I don't know. I think those are my two biggest ones. I don't know if there's, like, necessary a third at this point I can think of. Yeah,
1: I think that's awesome. So, awareness, number one, mm-hmm. and then being aware, uh, awareness of who you are and who you're surrounded by, and then the needs. Mm-hmm. And I think for anyone listening, that is key. And it's for anything that you do in life, you must become aware of who you are, what you're doing, who you're doing it for, and mm-hmm. what do they need, and ultimately what impact that the, does that make. Right. Yeah, that's huge And now that you've learned that Whether you're working on it still in your relationships or not Have you seen that transcend beyond your intimate relationships? Meaning, has that, has that carried over to your daily work uh, as a coach in the fitness space? Has it carried over into being a better parent? Uh, what, what does it look like?
0: I feel like professionally, my relationships with you know with with clients, with athletes, with coworkers has always been really spot on. Uh, in terms of carryover, it might just be something that I feel internally that I just have more um, more capacity to just be present with someone. Like the bandwidth is more. I don't think it necessarily feels any different on the other end. Um, I've always had a very great capacity to develop good friendships and really, you know, athlete relationships. So it's not, I don't know from the, the other end, it feels different. Maybe you can tell me that.
1: Well, I was actually going to ask you that next is how do you know if that's happening? Uh, or, or if, if that's only what you're experiencing,
0: uh, or- yeah, I can only speak from my experience. From my experience, it just feels like I have a greater capacity. I don't know how it necessarily feels on the other end. Um, from a parenting perspective, my God, I feel like that's where I I personally feel like there have been the the largest shifts because the the parenting model that I was raised with. Versus the parenting model that I am choosing to, you know, it's not even adopt. It's just the parenting model of who I am and how I interact with my daughter now is wildly different than the thoughts and the viewpoints that I had when she was first born. And um, the the result of that is that, you know, anyone that meets my four-year-old is amazed at my four-year-old because she is, you know, so just emotionally sound and intelligent and secure and just she i mean every parent thinks their their child is amazing but i really do think my child as is quite amazing
1: she is (laughs) really amazing i mean she tanya and i talk about all the time with man alex is just amazing yeah
0: she's like she's just a great she's a great kid and you know i i don't I use discernment with her, you know. Um, y- you know, we we. I don't. I don't think I've ever had to give her like a timeout. I don't feel like I've ever had to, you know, like with a firm hand discipline. Like there's there there's none of that because she's just we're so fluid and she's so easy to work with and and I feel a lot of it is because she does have such a secure attachment and when she deviates from her norm because she's, you know, a little cranky or she's, you know, getting whatever. It's usually because like, you know, she's a little tired. Maybe, you know, we messed up on nap time. Um, You know, she could be a little hungry. It's all very predictable, normal behavior
1: which which sounds like that's what we all
0: uh, we all are we all are all the yeah. time
1: so that inner child that gets a little hangry and yeah. cranky or 100%
0: it's
1: just maybe you didn't sleep a full night Sleep. Mm-hmm. You maybe you didn't eat uh, enough food today.
0: Yeah, hundred percent.
1: It, it's pretty basic. It's so basic. So, what's the difference between the model, if you want to call it that, that you were raised under mm-hmm. <laughs> versus the model that you are currently raising uh, your daughter?
0: Um, I would say my model that was raised it was just it was more of a traditional um, Asian slash Chinese. Uh, parenting model where there weren't, you know, there, it was um, kind of do as I say, um, you know, to, uh, don't, don't speak back, you know, not a lot of uh, opinions if you were the child really mattered because I know what's best for you. Um, don't rock the boat. Um, you know, just a lot of things that just really kind of kept you uh, kept the child kind of in their place and just you listened and these are this is the structure that you follow and these are the rules and you don't break the rules and you know you focus on your lessons and it, it, it's a very a crystalline, structured way of raising a child. Is it scary
1: to be raised that way, or is it just no, the way? I th-
0: feel like um, I feel like it's gotten me. You know, it's it's given me a lot of structure to lean into as I, you know, emerged as a young adult into my adulthood. And in ways, it was maybe so structured that it didn't allow for expression of who i was and so that kind of funneled and pushed me in a certain direction where with my daughter i absolutely want her to have those values structure is really important (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i want her to also feel like she has the ability to adapt that structure as needed
1: yeah so one thing that stood out for me as you're saying that is that you said that it it the structure is important, but it didn't allow you to be you. Mm-hmm. Who who are you? Who were you then that you you weren't expressing?
0: So oftentimes, the side that gets suppressed is if I if I were to language it, would be the more creative side, the side that wanted to play, the side that wanted to be free, the side that wanted to have emotions, and you know, I'm sad, I'm angry, I like this, I don't like this, this is how I feel you know all of that ends up getting kind of shoved down because you know this 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 thing is really big to deal with and you know maybe there's no time to deal with it maybe it's not the right moment maybe we're in public maybe we're at a restaurant maybe i'm just too tired you know like there's just not a lot of room for um expression and also i would i would say uh, in in my upbringing, in Asian upbringing, there's also not a lot of um, there's al- also not a lot of encouragement to express how you feel, and I want my daughter to be able to have that range where, you know, how are you feeling? Like that's one thing we talk about a lot of times. Is like, okay, you know, she's having she's having some big feelings and. You know, I'll, I'll hear people say like, use your words, use your words. Well, she's fucking four years old. Maybe she doesn't have the words. Let me help you find some words. Are you feeling angry? Are you feeling sad? You know, are you upset because mommy didn't let you have a piece of chocolate? Like, you know, like helping her find language. And I feel like that is the one of the main differences of, you know, the model that I was raised with versus the model. You know, I don't even know if it's a model, just what I'm doing with her now.
1: Yeah, so it's almost like you, you, you're encouraging, it sounds like, more dialogue.
0: More dialogue. And just, it's okay to have feelings, right? It's okay. Feelings are great. There's no bad feelings. Yeah. And uh, that was, uh, you know, kind of circling back to your question. is like, when I was in in my upbringing, who I was, was I, I didn't get a chance to really find out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you didn't get a chance to figure out who you really were. Mm-hmm. That's really crazy to think about because you know what I did one time when I got a bad haircut? (laughs) I came home and I threw my shoe at a glass door that was almost 200 years old, this glass. Wow. Because I didn't like my haircut.
0: Uh Uh-huh, and?
1: Do you know what my mom did? Mm Mm-mm, what did she do? She didn't punish me. She didn't uh, encourage me or reward me, of course. But she just sat me down and we talked about it and we talked about here are healthy ways of expressing yourself and here are some unhealthy ways <laughs> of expressing yourself throwing your shoe at the glass door is not a healthy way of expressing yourself
0: i love that yeah. i mean i've liked your mother you know since i tortured like her Oh my god! But you're—that's amazing. And look, look how well you've turned out. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I've known you for what thirteen years now. I feel oh, like oh man,
1: that. yeah. I think that's super important. It's like my mom exercised such patience with me. Mm-hmm. I was so scared of everything. I would, I would uh, grab her leg and pinch her and hit her, and I was, I was awful. I was awful, and and my mom did what you did, and I, I managed to survive.
0: That's great, because that would not have been uh, tolerated, you know, in in my style of upbringing. Like, absolutely not.
1: Yeah. I, but sometimes I wonder, maybe I needed more structure. Maybe I needed to be uh, disciplined. Although, I, I don't really believe I, I need to be disciplined. But yeah, I think about it. What, what would have happened if I was disciplined?
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, it's just something I think about, because when... When we think about performance, you and I both are in the, in the field of performance to mm-hmm. some degree, especially when we talk about fitness or strength conditioning or weightlifting or whatever it may be. Um, it's so easy to focus on what the PR board says. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, sometimes it can get to us where you know, you've probably seen someone lift and miss the lift and then kind of throw the barbell. You're very passionate about it. Yeah. And you're just like, what are you doing? Uh, it it can get a little out of hand. I'm wondering if the way that we think about parenting, both of us think about parenting now, if this is something that we can translate to having relationships with adults and helping them perform at a higher level. And if so, are you seeing it to some capacity in your daily life right now? As As a teacher and coach now, I'm asking you.
0: I feel like there's more... Um, there's more understanding and ability to be with someone when they're having those moments. Um, I feel like it, the maybe the biggest thing because that does happen. You know, I have athletes who, uh, I, you know, in CrossFit, it attracts a very specific personality. Oftentimes, a very intelligent, high achieving type A. <laughs> Individuals who have experienced a lot of success in their life um, and uh, are used to continuing seeing uh, very tangible metrics of success. So when they can't get something as simple as maybe a double under, um after the nth attempt, the rope might go flying across the room somehow.
1: So if someone doesn't know what a double under is, it's basically jumping rope and when jumping. you're jumping rope, instead of the rope going under your feet once, it goes under your feet yes. twice. Yes. yes.
0: And so that, that rope might go flying at some point with the, with a lot of passion. And <laughs> and instead of talking them out of that feeling, which is maybe something I would have done in the past, like, No, 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 you're fine. You're you know, what it's like, okay. Like, you know, don't discredit what they're feeling in that moment. Like, be with it. And then once that wave has come and gone, let's talk about it. Right. Let's talk about how we can improve (laughs) that movement.
1: Yeah, that's huge. Do you encounter that a lot?
0: Um, not that often, but I I have done used that uh, method very recently, which is why it came up in my brain. I'm like, all right, let's let them have the process, and after this process, let's talk.
1: <laughs> that's right. I, I like that. Let, let's talk later
0: when you're feeling, when yeah. You're feeling calm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's, that, right. that's awesome. So transitioning a little bit here, I'm, I'm curious about what's going on with your career right now.
0: Um, my career is... In this moment, exactly where I would like and need it to be, which is, I am a uh, full-time coach uh, at San Francisco CrossFit. I still run Foo Barbell out of there, where we, you know, have our athletes locally. We'll we'll see and welcome any athletes that come into town and visit. And um, in terms of you know, travel and seminaring and workshops, I will still do the occasional um, kind of unadvertised workshop for either clients or friends. Uh, And usually I will attach the addendum of like, I'm not really here to do a seminar. I'm here to hang out with you, share experience with you, spend time with you. And then I'm going to do a workshop on top of that because I want to be here with you.
1: Yeah, I, lo- I love that. And w- one of the terminologies that I use is I, I say uh, my seminar is an excuse to talk about what we need to talk about right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I can totally relate to that. And I, I, one thing that was coming up as you were talking about this was in business, they say that if you're not growing, you're dying. Mm-hmm. And if we were to measure your business right now, uh in you know, the bottom line. Food mm-hmm. <laughs> barbell, bottom line. Yeah, yeah. Food yeah. <laughs> p- barbell, bottom line. How much in the red are we not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if we were to measure it in number of members or you know, whatever, uh right. popularity. Uh is it growing? Is it the same or is it going down? Where's it at?
0: I, you know, I don't know because I don't track for certain, but I can tell you in terms of like what my accountant would say is we have been in the red for a little while because uh, I don't activate seminars publicly anymore. And that was a very large revenue source for us. Um in terms of, you know, likes, who knows? I don't know. Diane Fu hasn't posted something since November sixteenth?
1: November two thousand seventeen. I don't November, I don't know what date.
0: November two thousand seventeen. So, you know, who knows, you know, what would happen if I put up a post, I'd probably lose members at <laughs> this point. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well the the reason I bring this up is, is the following is because I don't think you're dying. I think you're thriving.
0: Yeah. Yes. And I think I you're agree.
1: you're doing better than ever. Mm-hmm. And I just want people who are listening to not be fooled by what they see on social media or what they've learned in the past or uh, however they're projecting on how other people are doing. Sure. It has nothing to do with it. Yeah. And I just think this is such a meaningful conversation that uh, it's important for people to hear uh, to some degree because I think they can relate. Um, And knowing that you're not dying that you're actually thriving uh, do you feel that to be
0: true yeah you know something that's interesting and you know i certainly attached myself to this for a very long time and and i i don't want i feel like i'm very realistic i'm a very practical very realistic individual and i feel i always will be And what I don't want to mislead people into thinking is that, oh, you know, just toss everything and kiss everything to the wind and, you know, go do you and be free and et cetera, because that's not true. Because I still, you know, I have a four-year-old to be responsible for. I have a mortgage in San Francisco. You know, I have bills to pay. I have, you know, I have a lifestyle that I would like to support and still have. And so you know having a job and having responsibility and making sure that your you know your your framework your your lifestyle framework is in place is incredibly important because if you don't have that then you don't have the spaciousness or even know how much capacity you can have to, to go develop these other things that are important to you right so My career is where it exactly needs to be to be able to support my other endeavors. And what I'm no longer disillusioned on is more is better, more money, more success, more fame, more seminars, more travel, more followers, because it didn't bring me everything that I needed, you know? So the question is like, how much is enough?
1: I mean, I'm smiling ear to ear right now because I love this. And this is what I struggle with the most is that I'm constantly in a state of dissatisfaction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, that dissatisfaction is what drives me to be more creative. And mm-hmm. it, it, that curiosity keeps driving me. It's uh, your muse. It really is. Mm-hmm. It really is. But it, it's what you're saying is like, it's not about more. Mm-hmm. It's about the thing that you really care about. Mm-hmm. And I just love that for you, it's relationships. And I feel like relationships, uh, we can we can uh, peel the layers back and it applies to everything. right? Which is just so cool. So, bottom line, congratulations. Thank you. On not uh, dying, but thriving <laughs> right now. It, it's inspiring to me. Really inspiring. And when I see it, I'm kind of like, man, Diane's doing it. And when I see other people do it, like I told Tonya this the other day, we were sitting on the couch and we were talking about uh, what will people say about us when we pass? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how will, will we be remembered? And I had a few things, but I, I, I didn't feel comfortable at the moment to go down that path. And then after a while I said, you know, I want, I want people to remember me as me being people's biggest fan.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. and that's that's that 's something that I feel towards you like i 'm your biggest fan oh
0: that 's very sweet because i 'm your biggest fan
1: well i I, I appreciate <laughs> that um, that being said i didn 't turn my phone off. Can you believe that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fortunately, that was like the first thing I did because oh like,
1: man, I am a disaster i did I did turn it on silent, but i didn 't turn it off anyways th- this maybe it helps a segue <laughs> to a message I got from a friend of mine saying that. Uh, if you're going to talk to Diane Fu on the podcast, tell her that eventually she needs to come back because she's a gift to the world Mm. and that her knowledge and insight is needed.
0: That's very sweet. Yeah. Mm. That's very sweet. Do you
1: ever feel that? Does anyone... Do you ever feel the pull from people uh, requesting you?
0: Um, I, You know, on the occasion where I do post something on my public profile um i will get the messages of encouragement to come back and that they've missed me and i'm very thankful and it's always very touching to hear that and somewhere in the back of my mind it it, it's still you know foo barbell is still a vehicle of creativity inspiration um i just don't know how i want to uh Leverage that at this point, or what that'll look like, and so it's something that's back there that's marinating. Um, I don't know how I want to, you know, uh, come back with it. And for a couple years, I was like, yes, I still want to do something. Yes, I still want to do something. And now I'm like, mm, you know, like maybe I'll do something.
1: Yeah, and and the way I see it is, you're kind of like a musician.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You uh, wrote all these songs, you put them out. You produce them, you package them really nicely, Mm -hmm. and people can still listen to them. Yeah,
0: absolutely. They live
1: forever. Yeah, absolutely. And and if uh, Diane Fu has to come back, maybe it's not Fu Barbell, maybe it's uh, uh, Fu Relationships. Who knows, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Whatever it may be, you know? Uh, And honestly, I don't think that that matters. Um, But, although it doesn't really matter, whatever it is you do, do you ever fear that? That reentry, because you do have a personality that is almost designed and predisposed to be uh, at the forefront and in the spotlight. Do you fear going back into the
0: spotlight? Actually, no, not at all. I feel like with all the with all the the work that I've done, you know, the the greater understanding and awareness of who I am, um, I'm able to hold things with a little bit more distance. Right and not be it, not be merged with it, not be a part of it. So entering back into, you know, quote unquote, the spotlight, uh, I just have a greater perspective, and it's not something that you know is um, is scary. You know, like it maybe used to be. I used to you know toss up a lot. Like, oh, if I say this this way, what will people think? And it's like, no, if I show up and be as genuinely me as I can be, sharing you know, as true to my clarity as I can be, then it, it doesn't really matter what they think because it's my truth.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100%. You, you know, the, the reason I ask you this and I wonder about this is because so many people uh, reach out to me on social media. I, I encourage people to reach out all the time. Mm-hmm. And so many people reach out to me and they're always wondering if they should be doing what I'm doing. Hmm. And the answer is always, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think you should be doing what I'm doing. You should be doing what you're doing at the best of your abilities. And I and I think um, life goes through waves. Mm-hmm. And... And I assume that people in the past, I mean, I was just in Brazil uh, just a few months ago, and mm-hmm. the first thing I saw when I walked into the gym was a poster of you on the wall, <laughs> your weightlifting posters. Yes. It's still there.
0: That's amazing.
1: And it's in almost every gym I go to,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that, which is crazy, yeah, that right? It's crazy. Uh, so people immediately think that, man, if, if, if I want to be someone, I need to be on a poster Mm. Or I need to have those followers. I need to have. I need to be doing whatever Diane is doing. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's so important for people to realize that uh, we're all trying to figure it out.
0: Yeah, we're all trying to figure it out. We're all. We all have that one thing in our life that you know that that we're trying to kind of get squared away. If those if those are the right words to use. Um, and I want to add that you know. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater because whatever you're doing right now is perfect and great. Like, you're perfect. You're great. And use that as a platform to see what your capacity is for this next thing.
1: Yeah, and kind of going back to what you were saying earlier, it requires awareness to notice that the baby is in the bathwater and two, to realize uh, what are the needs that you have Mm -hmm. and disposing of the bath water Mm -hmm. right so what is it you're trying to uh, unveil here i think that's the that's the question i feel like we went very deep in this conversation yeah i was
0: just having that thought i was like wow do um and and this is something that you know i admire you and i don't i didn't fully understand what you were doing when you first started doing it and now i see with So much more clarity and so much more admiration, and just like um, amazement with what you're trying to do is provide, you know, people with, through your workshops, um, a very tangible way to tease this out for themselves. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that was what you were doing back then because I didn't even have the language myself. And now that I see that, um, I'm like, wow, Carl's doing something really powerful for the people. And if they can really like lean into that. Uh, they can really unlock an aspect of themselves that is just going to up level their entire life.
1: That's awesome. I appreciate that because a lot of times I feel uh, very misunderstood, which I think is is normal is normal. Uh, and even with this podcast, you know, I've I've gotten mixed reviews, and they're like, "What is this?" Or other people are like, "Oh, it's great." Mm-hmm. And you know that your your core uh, group of people that have listened to you and followed your work will always support um, the early stages. But that I, I like to live. A, on the, the fringe of things sure. where it's kind of uncomfortable. Uh, so yeah, I appreciate that. that. That brings me a lot of confidence and it, it's reassuring because there's a lot that I'm excited for.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I guess talking about things that I'm, I'm excited for, <laughs> what, what are you excited for uh, going forward?
0: Um, Well, what I'm really excited for is uh, just continuing to lean into, you know, everything that I'm doing now in my personal life, my professional life, my relationship with my daughter, my friends, you know, different hobbies that I've taken on and really just trying to, you know, kind of be with what is going to emerge in the moment and not try not to think too far ahead.
1: Yeah, so you're 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 kind of hanging tight right here. Hanging
0: tight, like life is life is good. The water's warm, like it's it's good right now.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. I I guess to wrap this up a little bit and bring this to like a gentle uh, land, (laughs) let's land the plane. Um, You're still a teacher. Mm -hmm. You're still a coach. Absolutely. What's the message? What are we telling people?
0: Keep things in your life, three steps, relevant. Um, Continue to try and simplify. And don't think too far ahead.
1: I think that's awesome. And then what should people do, because you're you're in the fitness space, Mm -hmm. what should people do about their
0: bodies? Keep it healthy. How do they do that? Um... For for my my CrossFit friends out there, less is more. Uh, for people that are tuning in on the podcast that is like looking for fitness, like find that balance that feels good. You know what feels good to you, and really not what your brain tells you you should look like, or what your brain or media tells you you should weigh or whatever. But what actually like listen to your body, like what feels good on your body like how are your joints how are your bones how are your muscles like what feels good because the feeling is the most important
1: yeah so for example you were saying earlier that you want to show more abs <laughs> you're working yeah. on getting your abs yeah what why do you want to have abs
0: um that's my ego wanting to look good and that's what feels good to me
1: that's awesome right that's awesome
0: um and then also kind of balancing that with because i myself have a very type a personality and you know very impulsive compulsive and jumps down a rabbit hole really quickly and deeply uh and so part of that wanting to you know have that six-pack uh listening to my ego is like to what cost and being mindful as you move in that direction
1: Mm -hmm. And how can people support what you're doing right now? Which is, you're really going down a path of Mm self-development, but you're still coaching and teaching weightlifting and Mm -hmm. fitness. How can people support you right now? What can they do uh, to uh, support your message?
0: Mm. Um, If they found anything valuable uh, that they can integrate from this podcast do it and i mean that's really really all i all i need is just knowing that all the work i've done um has has a rippling effect on the relationships and people around me
1: that's awesome that's awesome so where can people follow you now (laughs) (laughs) Or, or, or are they not allowed
0: well, my my private Instagram is exclusive. They can they can certainly try. I'm not going to promise I can will accept. Um, but they can definitely follow me at Diane Foo uh, on Instagram, um, Facebook as well. FooBarbell.com is still active and has some content on it. Uh, You know, why not? So, you know, I have a private Instagram account.
1: Do you read messages on your public account?
0: I do. So if they would like to drop me a message on my public account, if they like to even drop me a message on my private account, Diane underscore Fu... Um, I would love to, you know, uh, as, as time and capacity, depending on if I get a flood of messages, (laughs) permit, uh, interact with people.
1: That's cool. And then can they visit you or work with you in person at San Francisco CrossFit?
0: They can absolutely. So they can still find me at San Francisco CrossFit. Um, they can reach me. Uh, Diane at com if they want to reach out that way or simply just check our schedule come by and say hi
1: that's awesome that's awesome Diana I'm the only one that calls you Diana maybe does your mom call you Diana too? my
0: my close friends and family call me Diana
1: okay thank you for this you're awesome I appreciate it and to the listeners thank you for listening go give Diane some love at <laughs> Diane Food we'll say okay The the private one is private yeah <laughs> for now hey, for now all right Peace. And there you have it, my friends. That was Diane Fu. Uh, what an interesting conversation. Just mellow, hanging out, talking about life. And the reason I thought this was an interesting conversation is because I feel like this is how we uh, usually talk to each other and what it usually feels like. And for me, when I think about this podcast and I think about the conversations that I have with people like Diane, I wonder uh, if it brings value to me, it must bring value to other people. And if this podcast can give you somewhat of a sense of being in the room, then I feel like the podcast is succeeding. And I'm I'm just going to say this out loud here because I think this is important to project out into the world. One of my goals with this podcast is every time I record an episode with someone is to feel like I'm challenging myself into becoming a better listener, a better communicator and to come out on the other end uh, a better person. And I hope I can do the same thing with my uh, guests. I hope they feel like they come into the podcast and whether it's the questions or the setting or the conversation or whatever dynamic we may have, that they come out on the other end and feel like they've been slightly challenged. And that potentially that little challenge or... That little uh, improvement that they may have made in their thinking or their communication or their listening skills uh, has a butterfly effect that potentially changes the course and path of their lives in a positive way. So that's my goal and I thought I would say that out loud right here as uh, you guys are listening and I think it's not impossible, it's important, it's important. It's important to exercise intent and to exercise intent out loud. And that's what uh, I'm trying to do with this. Other than that, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. And if you did, do me a favor. Go first and foremost, go message Diane. Let her know. Let her know what you thought. Let her know how you felt about it. Let her know if you can relate. Uh, The other thing is, uh, keep me in the loop as well. I would love to hear from you. And I think it's really important that for this uh, conversation that I'm having on an ongoing basis with my guests, that we also have an ongoing conversation with you guys and that we build a community. And uh, in order to make that happen, you can message me on Instagram, on Twitter. You can also uh, voice message me through the Anchor app, which if you go to anchor.fm, you can learn all about it. And uh, this is actually not a sponsored uh, post or plug here. This is just a platform that I use. And the reason I use it is because when I first started the podcast with season one, I needed something that had a low barrier of entry. And it felt like Anchor was almost like the YouTube of... uh, of podcasting. So, yeah, that's why uh Anchor is great and you can message me there. And uh I can maybe feature your messages in future episodes. So, yeah, make sure you do that. The other thing is what is rocket fuel? And I mean rocket fuel for this podcast to take off. It's uh subscriptions. If you can subscribe, you'll get a notification that says, "Hey, new podcast this week, new episode with the Freestyle Way." The other thing is rating. Uh, Go get some stars in there. If it's four stars, five stars, three stars, whatever it is, just be honest about it. Ratings are important. And then reviews. And the reviews, my friends, can be a one-liner. As long as it's an honest review, it helps this podcast take off. So Uh, I would, uh, highly, highly appreciate that. And then the other thing you can do, which is awesome. And you may have noticed on my Instagram right now at Carl Pauli or at the freestyle way is that you can take a screenshot of yourself listening to it or a selfie and, uh, post your thoughts about the podcast. And then what I'll do is I can connect with you. We can talk about it and I can get to know you, which is the best part about this whole project. And then, um, If you share that on stories, I will happily uh, repost it so other people know who's listening. So we start building this community of what I think is called Freestylers. So here we are, the Freestylers. Guys, thank you so much again for listening. I look forward to the next episode next week with a very special guest. Uh, I can't wait to share. I'm going to keep it a secret for now. And I hope you enjoy this and I look forward to the next one. Peace.